0: Here we go. Day three on Listen App. I hope you all are doing well. I really appreciate you joining me here. And I hope that you will take a moment to hit that hand icon. You'll be able to come on with me and ask me a question. We've got football tonight. Tampa hosting Dallas. And the Bucs are giving seven and a half points. Which way are you going in this game? Are you taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and giving seven and a half? against the Cowboys team that defensively we don't know yet how much better than they are than last year, but they're going to be better. I mean, because they were putrid last year. That's number one. Number two, you got Prescott. Uh, I was just talking with Sean Salisbury. We were doing a show on No Filter, and he had Troy Aikman on his radio show today, and they talked about Prescott. And Troy said he's not worried at all about his ankle, that the shoulder would be more of a concern than the ankle would be just because Obviously, you're throwing all the time, but it shouldn't be an issue tonight. Hopefully, it's not an issue for the season, but that would be something to keep an eye on. Uh, Listen, the Dallas Cowboys are taking on a team that was the best in the NFL last year, that has most of their starters back, are absolutely loaded, and are at home with the emotion and everything else from winning the Super Bowl. So it's going to start in about two and a half hours. Again, the Buccaneers are giving seven and a half points. Who are you taking in this game and why? Hit me up, hit the uh, hand icon, and come on with me, and let's talk about this matchup tonight. Some other interesting games. Baltimore, this is unbelievable. In practice today, lose two more players to ACLs, another running back, and then cornerback Marcus Peters. It's not official about the ACLs. Because the tests have not confirmed that yet, but that's what we understand. I mean, think about the Baltimore Ravens already have lost three running backs to season-ending injuries. Of course, the best being Dobbins, and that happened in the uh, first or second preseason game. That is brutal, is it not? Absolutely brutal. So Le'Veon Bell is in. I don't know how much he's going to play on Monday as they go to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. But think about all of those injuries. I mean, good Lord, guys getting hurt in practice, left and right. So the Baltimore Ravens starting the season uh, shorthanded. Other big game, you have Kansas City at home against Cleveland. The Chiefs are giving six and a half points to that game. Big year for the Browns coming up. They took a big step last year, a real big step. And then another team that took a big step, Buffalo, they're favored by six and a half against Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So those are a couple of the games that we highlight. You got Jimmy G going into Detroit to take on the Lions. You have a very interesting game with Miami at New England. Uh, You've got the Alabama quarterbacks tour against Mac Jones, who's making his NFL debut. You've got Green Bay going to play in Jacksonville against the Saints because of uh, the recent hurricane, and the Saints can't play at home. So they move that game to Jacksonville. You've got The Bears are at the Rams. The Rams are favored by seven in that game. So I'm just highlighting some of the games on the card this weekend. But again, I'd love to hear from you. Who do you like and why? Hit the hand icon. Come on with me and we will talk about this. Also, something else to watch for this weekend beginning tonight, taunting penalties. Will players be able to behave themselves and not get those crazy, unnecessary 15-yard penalties for taunting so keep an eye on that tonight in the Dallas and the Tampa game. Tomorrow, 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Pacific, I want to talk about tonight's game, but I want to talk about the 20th anniversary of 9 11, which, of course, is on Saturday. I want to reflect back to 20 years ago. Again, we'll do that tomorrow. I want to know where you were. I want to know what you remember the most about that day in 2000. And one. As a matter of fact, just to give you a little teaser here, my podcast tomorrow, if you don't like that, focuses entirely on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And one of my guests on the podcast tomorrow is Bob Papa, the voice of the New York Giants. And I will just tell you, it is a chilling conversation that I had with Bob. The New York Giants played in Denver on September 10th in the new stadium in the night. It was a night game. The Giants charter landed at Newark Airport in the morning, and their plane parked right next to United Flight 93, as we know, that went down in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Bob talked about that He talked about what it was like being in that area of the country on that day. Bob's broadcast partner, the late, great New York giant and broadcaster Dick Lynch, lost his son in one of the towers that day, Bob's broadcast partner. And Bob talks about the first game back after the delay in the season. We talk about some of the stories from his neighborhood and other stories that I think you're going to really enjoy hearing. Check out my podcast tomorrow if you don't like that. But I figured tomorrow, yeah, we will talk about tonight's game. We'll preview some of the other games going on in the weekend. But I wanted to hear from you tomorrow. I want to get your perspective. If you were old enough to remember that day on 9-11, I would love to get your thoughts, your comments. Where were you? What were you doing? What do you remember the most about that day? So we'll spend some time and do that tomorrow. Uh, But, of course, we're going to talk about the National Football League tonight. You do have a couple of good college games on Saturday. The best, you got number 10, Iowa, at number 9, Iowa State. Uh, Iowa State is favored by 4.5 in that game. You've got the Ohio State Buckeyes at home against Oregon. But, you know, based on the odds makers, that doesn't figure to be that close of a game. You got Ohio State. They are favored uh, by, I think, 14 and a half points. So those are some of the college games, but we'll talk mostly NFL. Uh, NBA is going to get to work here in just a couple of weeks. So if you have any NBA questions, we'll do that as well. But this is almost like, I mean, it's almost like a national holiday when the NFL season begins, right? I mean, kickoff is in a little more than two hours in Tampa. I, I, I was funny. I was just on with Sean Salisbury, as I told you. I told Sean, I go, you know what, Sean? You know what the worst day of the year is? It's the day after the Super Bowl. Every single year in February, the day after the Super Bowl is the worst day of the year because you know you have to wait all the way until September to have NFL football. So, I don't know about you, but man, I am just so excited knowing that my Sundays until February are gone. Say goodbye to my Sundays. Say goodbye to you know, and it, it's funny because I've never lived in a warm weather climate before. Not that California is cold in Sacramento, but let's face it: in November and December, it gets cold. You know, you, you and so you don't mind staying in as much. And if you live in the Northeast or you live in the Midwest, I mean, what are you? What are you going to do? You can't go out; it's too freaking cold. Obviously, that's not the case in California. But until you live in an area where it's eighty degrees in November and December, and like it's just so beautiful you don't want to stay inside and watch football i finally got it like i finally understand why a lot of these teams in these warm weather cities in november and december don't do very well with attendance i get it now i didn't ever really understand that i really didn't i was like wait a minute you only have eight home games here go to the game and support your team but i will tell you you know when you're in a climate where like for instance you know i used to always get on the chargers and their fans I I get it now, you know, 75, 80 degrees in November and December, and you want to get outside and just absolutely enjoy the beautiful weather. So I I do, I have a little bit more of an understanding to that after moving to uh, South Florida. But, hey, if you want to come on with me, hit that hand icon. We'll get you right on. We'll have fun. Give me your thoughts on this game tonight. The point spread, Tampa is favored in this game by seven and a half, all right? Are are you are you giving the points? Do you think the Bucks win this game by more than a touchdown? Where are you going with this? The the Cowboys if you go by Prescott last year, they can score. All right? They didn't have any trouble moving the football up and down the field last year. But you look at the Bucks pass rush, you look at all the returning starters from a year ago, and then you have Prescott who has been Inactive for a lot of the preseason, will that show up tonight? That's going to be one of the real keys. Will that be a factor in the game tonight? I don't know if you would call it rust. Not, I'm not saying he will be rusty, but I mean it is certainly a possibility. Will that show up tonight? Will that be a factor in the matchup tonight with Dallas uh, at Tampa? I look at this team that are the Tampa Bay Bucks. I I didn't think they were great last year. I know that sounds crazy because they won the Super Bowl. I think they got their real top football going when they had to. And then, you know, when you look at Brady having to go win at the Dome, having to go win at Lambeau in the NFC Championship game, I mean, that was big time. And you figure that Brady is not going to lose the game. In other words, you know, you don't watch a Tom Brady team very often in a playoff game and say gee, Brady lost the game. Even the two Super Bowl losses to the Giants, you know, it wasn't Tom Brady that lost the game. You know, I mean he 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 did his part. So, I expect that the 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 Brady to play well tonight on the big stage. I didn't I didn't think the Bucks were great last year. That's all I can tell you. I didn't think they were great. You know, I thought that they got really going when they had to. I thought in the middle of the year They were very up and down. Now, part of that could be because they didn't have training camp last year for all intents and purposes. They didn't have the mini camps. You know what I mean, training camp. They didn't have any preseason. And maybe it took a while for that team to gel. And, yeah, they obviously gelled, you know, in December and then coming down in January leading up to the Super Bowl. But I expect them to gel tonight. Like, I don't think there's any reason why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will not be moving full steam ahead out of the gate. I expect them to be very efficient. I expect them to be, I don't want to say midseason season form because that might be a little crazy, but I don't expect them to be rusty. And I think they'll be less rusty than the Cowboys mainly because of the quarterback position. Maybe I'm wrong here, but I expect, I mean, I still think Dallas will score. I think when you have those weapons and you have Elliott, I mean, you should be able to move the chains. You should be able to put some points On the board but i still think tampa is going to win this game tonight so your thoughts on that would you take the seven and a half points or would you give the seven and a half points tonight in the tampa and the dallas game and then over the weekend you know some of the point spreads that i gave you kansas city giving six and a half to cleveland which direction are you going there are you taking baker and the browns and their ability to run the ball against a kansas city team that has a revamped not revamped an all-new offensive line so that is going to be very interesting that game i think if i could only watch one game all weekend i would probably want to watch the cleveland at kansas city game and then the second game i would watch would be this game tonight that would be my two games but if i could only watch one i'm probably gonna watch Cleveland. Over Kansas and at Kansas City by a whisker. I had a Dallas and Tampa. If I could only watch one game. Now, if you absolutely positively could only watch one game, I'd watch my hapless Giants take on the Denver Broncos. But I can't include my favorite team. So watch one game that does not include your favorite team. What game is it going to be? I'm probably going to go Cleveland uh, at Kansas City. And I'll tell you, you know, Sean and I were talking about this as well. How the games are going to be called. You just, I want to wait and see how the officials are going to deal with spontaneous outbursts. See, to me, that's not taunting. You know, a spontaneous reaction with emotion is not taunting. I hope they don't start calling that. I do not want to see that. I do not want to see that at all. Let let there be the initial spontaneous reaction. Don't start taking that away from the National Football League. Because you know what? The fans don't want that, and the players don't want that. And the coaches do not want that. So keep that in mind. Something else I wanted to tell you uh, about that conversation that Sean Salisbury had with Troy Aikman today on Sean's radio show in Houston. Because I just did that show on No Filter with Sean. And he said that when Fox had the Super Bowl, the first time the Giants beat the Patriots, the David Tyree catch, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were on the call. And Troy, on Sean's show today, said that after that game, as great as it was, he had an empty feeling. And he ran into Ron Jaworski upon exiting the stadium. Jaws, the former great Philadelphia Eagles quarterback. And Jaws, who's always upbeat, so energetic, was like, Troy, what's wrong? And Troy was like, you know, I just I, I just feel empty. I, 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 I can't. I, I'm in the booth. Yeah, I love my job but I have no control over what's going on in the field. And Troy is such a competitor. Sean was asking him, okay, well, if that's true, then you're going to have another job after this. And they talked about being in the front office. And Sean told me that he thinks that Troy Aikman will be in the front office of an NFL team at some point. That he has a drive. And that is something that he wants to do badly. And that announcing the games is great. He loves working at Fox with Joe Buck. He said that on Sean's radio show today. But he can't compete in the games. He's about competing. You know, he was that way at Oklahoma and UCLA. He was that way with the Cowboys. You know, Sean relayed the story that, that Troy hated playing golf when he started doing it. Now he plays golf all the time because he's such a competitor. So don't be surprised. And this is my conversation with Sean Salisbury. Do not be surprised if you see Troy Aikman in the front office of an NFL team in the not-too-distant future. All right, if you want to come on with me, just hit that hand icon. We'll get you right on. We'll have some conversation. I appreciate all of you that have uh, found me here on Listen Up. We'll be coming towards you every single day, beginning at 6 o'clock Eastern. 3 o'clock Pacific. Tomorrow, we'll uh, talk about tonight's game. Also talk a lot about 9-11. I really want to get some feedback from those of you that remember 9-11. And I say those of you because, you know, there's a lot of people that were too young. Like my my boys, I don't think they would remember 9-11. I mean, maybe uh, my my oldest son, who would have been – had just just turned five. I know that my youngest son at that time, at age three, no way in the world he would have remembered that day. But uh, I would love to get your take on where you were on nine eleven and what you were doing. And I also talked about this on my podcast without giving it away. You know what I remember? Because Mike Lamb and I were doing the show back then, and we used to, after nine eleven we were out doing remotes. And by remotes, I mean we weren't doing the show at the station. And I remember being... Off Sunrise Boulevard, and we were doing a show from a parking lot of a restaurant. And I remember that there were the firemen, the firefighters were raising money. They were all standing in the middle of Sunrise Boulevard with their boots out, and everyone was stopping to put what they could uh, into the boots. And the fundraising drive was amazing. But what I remember from 20 years ago was the togetherness and the patriotism, and how close the country was. Now, I know, I've heard stories uh, from some of my friends who are Muslim that said that was not united for them, that it was not patriotic for them, that they came under a lot of fire, and I get that. And I've had conversations with some of my friends that are Muslim, and they they paint a completely different picture, and I I sympathize with them for that. But for the most part, I, I felt the country was as together as maybe it had ever been in my lifetime. You know, that, that, that's just my view after 9-11. And now I look at everything that's going on and I'm like, wow, could our country be more divided than it is now? So we talk a little bit about that uh, on the, the podcast tomorrow. And also we'll talk a little bit about that uh, tomorrow right here. On listen up, but you know, again, um, I told you this when I came on on Tuesday. You know, I'm going to talk 70, 80, 90 percent sports. We will talk about real life. You know, we'll talk about some of the other things that are going on uh, in the country. And I'll tell you, COVID is going to have an issue in the National Football League this year. I mean, you're already seeing it tonight with Zach Martin. Uh, don't don't fool yourself here. You're going to see. You're going to see COVID affect games in the National Football League this year. And as I said, you know, I'm not gonna get into whether you're vaccinated or you're not. I have no problem telling you I'm vaccinated. I'm happy that I'm vaccinated, uh, especially now when I see the news of those that are unvaccinated that are getting sick. Listen, I don't want anybody to get sick. I don't want anybody to die. And it's your right, you do what you want. Uh, I'm not gonna tell you what to do, but I, I'm telling you that COVID is gonna have an impact in the National Football League this year and the protocol that the NFL has put in place with the players association, it is going to be an issue. And don't think otherwise. I mean if you do, you're being naive. You're already seeing it tonight with the Cowboys in their game against Tampa. And so you have you still have, I think it's what is it, seven to eight percent of the players in the National Football League are not vaccinated. They have a completely different set of standards and rules and protocol. Than the vaccinated players but you're going to see i mean it's just inevitable you're going to see players that end up testing positive that are then not going to be able to be with the team they're not going to be able to play and they it will have uh, an impact so I, I wanted to point that out because i don't you know listen i'm not going to sit here and play god and tell you you have to do this and have to do that I'm, it's not what i do all right if you want to get vaccinated get vaccinated if you're not going to get vaccinated then I guess, I guess that's your decision. I personally don't understand it, but I'm not going to harp on you. I'm not going to call you bad names. You know, I'm not going to disown you as a friend. I just I don't understand it. But that's, just, that's, that's me and my opinion. As it relates to sports, I think it's going to have an impact this year. I really do. Do I think it's going to cost the team a playoff game? Uh, it may. I mean, if we get to January and you have two or three players that can't play in a game, yeah it could have a big impact it absolutely could and and then you know you talk about the nba and nhl you know a whole different set of circumstances playing indoors and the fans and everything else this is going to be this story is not over yet it is not over yet as it relates to you know the pandemic as it affects sports now i i know i talked about this i think yesterday or maybe tuesday turning on the tv over the weekend And seeing the full stadiums and for full disclosure, I'm going to Tuscaloosa on October second for the Alabama Ole Miss Game. And I'm hoping that the stadium is packed and everyone's going crazy. And, you know, I'm I don't I'm not gonna like say one thing on you know the radio or on this app and then do something differently. I'm telling you, I'm going to a full stadium and I don't have any trepidation about it. You know, I'm actually fine with it. I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to it. Now if things would change drastically between, let's say, now and the first weekend in October, then I probably wouldn't go. But based on everything that I'm seeing now, based on the full stadiums, based on where I hope to be in three weeks, I hope to be in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And I can't wait. It's been in my bucket list to go to a big-time SEC game, and I'm going to a big-time SEC environment in Alabama. And I know how they are uh, in supporting their football teams in the Southeastern Conference, and at Alabama, and I expect absolute standing room only. All right, if you have a bucket list sports item, we could also chat about that. Hit the hand icon, we'll put you right on. And uh, I want to hear your take tonight also uh, on the NFL game with Dallas and Tampa. And again, if you have a bucket list item in sports, I told you yesterday I've had the blessing in the last just five years to go to Duke, to go to Kansas for basketball games, go to the Masters. I mean. I I, I'm almost done. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have, I have one more left pretty much. Well, I told you yesterday too, uh, LSU Saturday night football game in Baton Rouge and then go to a game, uh, at Lambeau field. That would be it. And then, then I think I'm good. You know, I think I've done it. You know, somebody asked me if I wanted to go to a world cup game and I'm like, yeah, you know, I would go to a world cup game. I mean, I'm not crazy about soccer, but I would go to experience it. They said, would you go to, the Premier League. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I would go to the Premier League just to go to a match to see, you know, the craziness and everything else. Soccer's not a sport that excites me. I don't get interested in it. I've been to several matches in Sacramento to watch the Republic play and I've had a really good time. Uh, but I'm, I'm not crazy about watching the sport. It's just that's not my cup of tea. But yeah, I, I would, if it were offered to me, yeah, I would go watch a World Cup match. I would go to a Premier League game. Yeah, would you, t- if, if someone said, hey, I'll get you over to England and we'll go to a Man City, Man U game. Would you do that? I'm like, yeah, of course I would. Absolutely. I mean, why not? It's a great sports experience. That's that's how I was raised. I mean, having all kinds of sports experiences. I mean, going to my first Super Bowl, you know, out in Pasadena on January 25th, 1987, when I was making, I was literally making 13000 $14,000 a year. And being a season ticket holder to the Giants, we got fortunate enough to win the lottery. And nobody else in my family from New York wanted to go. And I was working at the time in Decatur, Illinois. Little did I know that just seven months later, I'd be moving out to California full time. But, you know, not making a lot of money and flying out to California and Southern California. I'd never been to Los Angeles before. And I remember my buddy from college whose dad used to play for the Giants also had tickets. And I took the super shuttle from LAX to Van Nuys, found a payphone, called him. They picked me up. We went to their place. And it was probably, I don't know, four o'clock now. And I'm like, what are we going to do tonight? I'm excited. It's 78 degrees out. It's, I mean, January, it's 78 degrees out. I took off from St. Louis. It was five below zero. I mean, I was like, I was wired. Are you kidding me? And they're like, what do you mean? What are we doing? We're going to the game. Like, we're going to the game tonight. They go, Yeah, we're going to the game. And my buddy from college, his brother had rented an RV, and we drove out to the RV park, which is just outside the Rose Bowl. And I kid you not, we ended up parking right next to John Elway's sister, swear. And their RV was decorated in all kinds of Broncos colors and the flags. And that was one of the very best nights I've ever had in my life. All the people that had gotten to the Rose Bowl the night before the Super Bowl, we had a big party, Broncos fans and Giants fans, we all got along. Oh yeah, by the way, like my rant yesterday, there were no fights, right? There were no fights. Everyone got along. Everyone had a great time. And I had two tickets and the face value of the ticket back for the Super Bowl in 1987 were 75 bucks a piece. And my tickets were about 30 rows, 35 rows off the field behind the Giants bench on the 30-yard line, all right? 75 bucks a piece, And I sold my other ticket that night in the parking lot for $750. And that ended up, because I had gone to the 49ers game in New York, 49-3. Then the following week, I flew back to New York for the Giants' NFC championship game, 17-0 against Washington. And we were lucky enough to get the tickets for the lottery, because I had always said, if the Giants ever make it to the Super Bowl, I will do whatever I have to to be there. That was just like there was no way I was going to miss that game. And again, you know, again, upper 70s, not a cloud in the sky on that day uh, for the game. It was 10-9 at the half, and then the Giants uh, controlled the play in the second half and ended up winning 39-20. to But that was, you know, we always talk about bucket list items, just like, you know, we talk about why I do this. I do this because I love sports. I absolutely love sports, but I love going to games. I love going to games. And for those of you that are listening to me, you're listening to me because you love sports, right? And you love going to games, you love watching games. That's what it's all about. You know, when the Rangers went to the Stanley Cup for the first time in 1994 in my life, I I was like, "Okay, I have to be there." And they were playing Vancouver, and I was working in Sacramento doing the news on Channel 31. And I went to games 3 and 4. In Vancouver came back did the news in Sacramento flew on a red eye for game five in New York had two tickets I told my dad I'm taking you to see the your first ever Stanley Cup champion the the tickets were selling on the street for five thousand dollars I'm like nope we're not doing that we're going to the game Rangers were up three games to one in the series I'm figuring oh they're going to wrap it up at home I have my dad with me I mean, we grew up in Madison Square Garden. I'm like, gosh, what a, what a highlight for me to be able to take my dad to watch the Rangers win the Stanley Cup. What happens? They lose 6-3. They lose 6-3. So I get on a 6 a.m. flight the next day, fly back to Sacramento. I do the sports on the news that night. Next day, I get to Vancouver, go to game six. Rangers lose game six, fly back to Sacramento, do the sports on the news take the red eye out, go to game seven. But my buddy who was getting me the tickets who worked for Vancouver, George McPhee, who's now the president of hockey operations for the Las Vegas Golden Knights, previously 17 years as the GM in Washington, and he was my roommate in college. He was the one that was getting me tickets and said, Napes, I can only get you one ticket for game seven. They're just, they're impossible to get. I said, I I understand. And again, Rangers win 3-2. And it was one of the great nights of my life. So I understand, you know, the folks that have bucket list items. I get that. And I, I, I love talking sports. I love sharing memories. You know, I love going and taking my, when they were younger, to all kinds of games and sharing the same memories that my dad was able to share with my brother and I. And, you know, I took my sons. I said, do you want to go on vacation this summer or do you want to go to the Super Bowl when the Giants were playing the Patriots in Indianapolis? Well, that was an easy answer for them to make. And, you know, to be able to share that experience at the Super Bowl in Indianapolis was like that's, you know, my boys will remember that forever when I'm long gone. So that's what sports is all about to me. And for those of you that are with me, and I appreciate those on the Listen app here as you watch the game, I'm sure you've got memories of being with your son or daughter or your mom or your dad or aunt or uncle or whatever the case may be. I don't really know anything in life. Or I, I really can't think of uh, anything in life that bonds us and unites us quite like sports do. I, I really I don't. I mean, you could be wearing your favorite team's hat down the street, and if somebody's wearing the same hat or shirt with your team, then, you know, you might stop and talk to them, and you might end up having a great conversation. You would never stop that person if they were if you didn't have your team colors on. You probably wouldn't even look at that person. Right? But think about just something as simple as wearing your favorite team's hat. I mean, now if you're in San Francisco and you're wearing a Giants hat, that might be different. But, you know, if you're in St. Louis and you're wearing a San Francisco Giants hat and you run into somebody else with a Giants hat on, you're probably going to stop and chat with them or you're going to at least say, hey, man, go Giants or whatever like that. I mean, where else does that happen? Where else do you do that in life? It's sports, right? Whether it's your favorite football team or your favorite basketball team. I mean, I told you in just doing the the Kings for 32 years, all the people that I met from around the world. I mean, it's been unbelievable. You know, people in France, people in Australia, people in Japan, you know, England. I mean, literally, people that have been Kings fans and they're like, they watch the games. You know, Danny in England watches the games in the middle of the morning. I mean. Like three in the morning, four in the morning, watches all the games. It's just fascinating to me how many people I've met from around the globe that root for the Kings. I'm like, the Kings. You know, they're not rooting for the Lakers or the well, I'm sure there are a lot, but I mean, it just blew my mind. Where else, where else does that happen other than sport? Where else does that happen? Right? How many people from the United States get up early on a weekend morning? All right particularly on the west coast to watch the premier league or watch the top soccer matches in europe right you you plan your you plan your weekend around it. you get up early early in the morning i mean are you getting up that early to watch a movie nope are you getting up that early to watch a news program nope are you getting up that early to do anything on a sunday probably not but you're going to get up that early to watch your favorite soccer team play across the pond over in europe isn't that the case isn't that the isn't that the truth i know me personally when i went over to play with the kings over in china i was i, I was following a game there's like i don't care what time it is i'm doesn't matter where i'm at same thing when i was in thailand i think the games I think the, the, the one game I was was like started at four in the morning. I'm like, I'm I'm there, I'm up, I'm good. You know, it's like it's just part of what we love. The commitment to sports. We love it. And that's why I say the worst day of the year is the day after the Super Bowl. It's the worst day of the year. It's awful, it's terrible. Cause you know you have to wait through March, April, May, June, July, August and the second week of September to watch the NFL again. It's the worst freaking day of the year, the day after the Super Bowl. And, you know, there's another big event going on in September, and I don't even know if anybody cares about it, you know, the Ryder Cup, because it is so overshadowed by what's going on in both college and the NFL. But I think more so this year than the previous years, because last year with the pandemic, Watching football was just not the same. Empty stadiums, it wasn't the same. So I think this year we're probably as excited or more excited than we've ever been in our lives to watch both college and the NFL because we didn't like what we saw last year in empty stadiums. There was no atmosphere, there was no pizzazz. Well, it's all back starting tonight in Tampa. Do you see what the tickets are going for? In Tampa for the Bucks and the Cowboys, multiple times over face value on the secondary market. That game is off the charts tonight for ticket brokers in the secondary market. So I'm hoping it's a good game. Listen, I'm I'm rooting for Tampa. Everybody knows who I'm rooting for. All right? I mean, you always want the teams to lose in your division. That's the only chance the Giants have of making the playoffs is if everybody else loses which I know is not going to happen. So I'm rooting for the Bucs tonight. I don't gamble. I know a lot. I don't play fantasy football. That's another thing. How many people play fantasy football and are watching just for their fantasy teams? I've never been able to get into fantasy football. I've never been able to root for a player on another team in the NFL. Like if it's time for me to draft a player, I'm drafting a player on Washington or Philly or Dallas or San Francisco. Are you kidding me? I can't root for a player on another team. That's why I can't play fantasy football. People say I'm crazy. It's just for fun. No, no, no. I have fun watching the games. I don't need to keep track of you know Dak Prescott because I was forced to take him because there was nobody else on the board when I needed a quarterback. Like and then I'm gonna root for Dak Prescott to do do well. Are you kidding me? Just so I can win in fantasy football? What the heck's wrong with you? I mean, just not happening. People go well. Don't take a player on a team that you don't like. Well, I don't like 31 teams in the NFL. I what am I gonna do? I'm gonna take. I'm going to take all New York Giants players and their prevent offense. I mean, really? Like uh, then, then what am I going to do? I'm going to I'm going to take Daniel Jones, and I'm going to take you know their their horrible offense because of their horrible offensive line, and then I'm going to finish in last place in my fantasy league. Why would I put myself through that torture? That's why I don't play. And I listen. My kids do it, uh, and most of my friends, even most of my my adult friends in my age group are in fantasy football. I was at dinner a week and a half ago here in Miami with a guy that I had just met, who by the way, and again, we always talk about what I went through. I'm at dinner at a 65th birthday party with 12 others. And the guy sitting next to me, uh, a lobbyist, dressed up nice in a suit. And you know, eventually they get around to what do you do? And I tell him what I do or what I did. And he's like, no way. He goes your grant and i said he says you said your name's grant right he goes what's your last name i go napier he goes oh my god i can't believe it i know all about you he goes i remember what happened to you and you know it's like it's so weird to just sit down at a table and you're meeting a perfect uh, it's a stranger who's a big sports nut and he knows everything about me but i bring him up because while we were at dinner he had his fantasy football draft and he said gee normally i'm there and i'm the only one not there so he was doing it over the phone and I was helping him, you know, we were, I was helping him take his team. He was asking me all these questions. And actually it was fun for me to help him because I knew a lot more about some of the players than he did. And I'm like, t- I said to him, I go, listen, I go, how much does this cost you to join the league? He goes $400. I go, if you finish in last place, don't come looking for me for your money. I'm doing this for fun. He laughed. He goes, yeah, I get it. Um, they're my picks. I'm like, you're darn right they you're a picks. I'm not losing your money. But we ended up having a good time. I mean, literally, I think the draft that he was doing lasted for like over two hours. So I was sitting there at dinner with a guy doing a fantasy football draft, having a freaking great time. It was good. It was good. It was good. I really enjoyed that. That was uh, a lot of fun. So, hey, if you want to get on, you uh, still have a couple of minutes left. Uh, All you got to do is hit that hand icon. Hit that. And then I will put you in queue and get you uh, right on here on listen app i'm really impressed with this app uh, it's it's new and i tested it out last week and i really liked how easy it is to go on and talk as if i'm on the radio and then i have you join me and if you are a fan of this already i greatly appreciate it and it would mean a lot to me if you would pass the information along to your friends because I really want to build this up big. I really want to have fun with this and maybe maybe do it, you know, for a couple of hours every day. You know, I mean, how great would that be after let's say an NFL Sunday and a NBA Sunday to come on and do a two or three hour show. And as I said, if the audience is there and you all like what you're hearing and you want to follow me and you want to have a show that is more than you know, 45 minutes, more than an hour, I'm happy to do that. You know how much I love talking sports. That's what I do. Absolutely love it. It makes me tick. I mean, just giving you my stories of being at all the events that I've been to and my, you know, filling out my bucket list item. But and again, you know, there are going to be times when we don't talk about sports. Like tomorrow, we're going to talk briefly about the Dallas-Tampa game and maybe, maybe more than briefly, and we'll take your input on it and you can join me and But I want to talk a lot about 9-11 tomorrow. I really want to hear from you and others about your experience on that day. I really do. It would mean a lot to me to share your experience and what you remember the most about 9-11. Again, I share my experiences on my podcast tomorrow. And then I will also let you know I had a very unique experience on 9-11. Something that I would guarantee you very 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 few people could have witnessed i witnessed it in my kitchen in my home and again i would almost guarantee that 99.999 percent of the people could have never experienced what i did that morning on 9 11. so i'll share that uh with you tomorrow Uh, again we will talk about the game as well and hey if you do want to talk about what's going on uh at the us open I'm okay to do that. I've been watching some of the tennis matches at night. Uh, it's not as good this year because of all of the, the top players that are out. Uh, if you want to talk about the Ryder Cup and golf, yeah, I'm willing to do that as well. I mean, that's what we're here to do. We're here to talk sports, uh, but we're also here to talk about, you know, some other uh, life experiences and life issues. And hey, 9-11 affected everyone. And you think about that, what became the new norm after 9-11, right? Travel, security. Everything, you know, s- something as simple as, you know, taking your belt and your shoes off and everything else and not being able to take water, you know, through security anymore. Think about how your life changed after nine eleven. correct? Think about that. Then think about how your life has changed since the pandemic began or began more than a year ago. Think about how much our lives have changed. Think about now in cities needing a vaccination card to go to restaurants. Think about what it's like for the NFL players that are vaccinated as opposed to not vaccinated. Think about what is going to happen now with our federal employees in the country. Think about having to wear a mask for an entire flight when you fly, which will probably continue to be the new norm. So. The new norm, right? The new normal, we didn't know what the new normal was for a while after 9-11. That is now our new normal. Our pandemic that we're still in, that we are having to wear masks when we go on airplanes and a lot of arenas and stadiums are also saying you have to wear masks when you're here or when you're there. Will that become the new normal? Will that be part of our everyday life? Like if we're talking five years from now, Are we still going to be talking about wearing masks on airplanes? I mean, is that going to be the new normal? I do know this. It's not going away anytime soon. It's not going away anytime soon. So keep that in mind. So as I wrap up today's show, I want to thank you for joining me here on Listen App. Uh, Starting Monday, it's going to be wall to wall because we're going to have all the games to talk about. But tomorrow's special because i grew up watching special for me i know it's special for everyone but i mean when i mean special it brings back memories and that tragedy and everything else but you know as a kid i watched those world trade centers being built my dad worked one block from the trade centers that's where he had his office um, i had been in both towers multiple multiple times and tomorrow Uh, We'll spend time and if you get a chance to listen to my podcast tomorrow, I really invite you to do so because I will tell you the stories that Bob Papa shared with us. Wow. I'm telling you. They are powerful and they'll make your hair stand up on your arm. So thanks for joining me here on this Thursday. I'm going to be back tomorrow, six o'clock Eastern, three o'clock Pacific. And then next week we are going to have wall to wall fun because we're going to have all the games to talk about. Hey, stay safe. Have a great evening. I'm getting ready to watch the game. Make a quick dinner. Maybe get a buddy over here. I gotta. They. I'm like, nah. I like watching the game by myself. Like, ah, come on over. What the heck? It's opening night. I hope you enjoy the game tonight. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Stay safe, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. no purchase necessary vgw group void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply with lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky